Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the warm-up program. My name is Al Dukes. I'm with Peter Schwartz today. Hi, Peter. Hello, Al. Um, I saw that Rick Wolf passed away. Yes, very sad. A very long-time WFAN weekend host. Uh, I, I was reading that the Sports Edge started in 1998. That's a long time ago. It's one of the iconic shows on the station for a long time. And... Um, I, I knew Rick for a long time, so oh, deepest condolences. I you know was fortunate to you know sometimes do updates on that show, and uh, I, I had a, a much different appreciation for that program once my kids started playing sports. And it's just it was a wonderful resource for so many people um, to listen to on a Sunday morning. He tackled issues that nobody else tackles in the market. So um, it was it was definitely a program that was needed, is needed, um, and he did a wonderful job delving into all the issues around youth sports, and uh, obviously his father was you know, an iconic sportscaster as well, so uh, it's a huge loss. He was a very you know, kind man, generous man, and huge loss. Jerry, said, Jerry said he heard him, I think, this past Sunday. Yeah, apparently you know, the, the family released a statement. It was a very quick you know, battle with, with brain cancer, so I didn't even know he was ill yeah so that announcement came as kind of a surprise yesterday. yes i was so. surprised i got an email from spike he sent mm-hmm. around uh, yeah. about the passing i was like oh because like jerry said he was just on the air it's not like he had been off the air for a long time and yeah then i didn't hear i didn't hear this past sunday i did hear the one you know i usually will catch it in its entirety on sunday mornings i didn't hear it this past week but um and you know and he, he wasn't afraid to really dive into issues that are very, very important if you're involved with youth sports. And he's, I, I mean, it's very hard to put it into words how much he meant. It was very, 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 very informative, and I think it was just a great resource to be able to have him on the radio every Sunday morning. Well, rest in peace, Mr. Rick Wolf. Let's talk about the Mets-Padres game, Peter. Now, the Mets, what are we doing here? The Mets <laughs> lost uh, 4-2. to I had to tell you, they had a number of opportunities to get something going here. Especially right? in that ninth inning. Yeah. That for, well, very for the very first inning, bases loaded, nobody out. Here comes Mr. Pete Alonzo, the polar bear you might know him as. Mm-hmm. Strikeout. Canna, double play, good night. Zero runs in the first inning after having the bases loaded, nobody out. That's always a bad sign. It is a bad sign, and obviously Francisco Alvarez had a big strikeout in the ninth inning as well. By the way, at... he had t- two opportunities and struck out. 
two different times he had uh, men aboard and did nothing. But you have to – it's tough because you lose the game. Yeah. But just like the Yankees are going through with Volpe, I mean, this is just lumps you have to take. Yeah, eventually you have to those, get eventually, lumps. Eventually, they're going, you know, Alvarez, the Alvarez's and the Volpe's of the world are going to yeah. get hits in big spots. But that's it's just a, you know it's a tough game last night. And David Peterson pitched well enough to win. He was you know, moving the ball around pretty good last night and only gave up the two runs and struck out six. So it's just one of those nights where the offense didn't do their job. They didn't come up big in certain circumstances, and they'll try it again today. And how about Francisco Lindor in the eighth inning? He had two men on right. And he hits what I think is a home run, but just foul, <laughs> which would have given him the lead. And then he strikes out. Strike. Good night. A long strike and then a strikeout. Strike. Yeah, so that stunk. Now, uh, both the Mets and Yankees have day games today. One o'clockers. Yeah, exactly the same time. One o'clockers, uh, Peter. We got Blake Snell from the Padres. I don't care for him. <laughs> He's got a sourpuss face. Like, even when you go to the MLB app when you, and you go to, like, probable pitchers, he just looks like a punk. It wasn't he. He was he the pitcher when they when they came back, right? The first year of the uh, they played baseball during the pandemic. And yeah. I guess that was so that was like you know the, the in the summer of twenty. Okay. He was he was the guy who who just like wasn't he mocking? Like I, I'm I, if I. Something about Rona. They, no, they, I think they, that's another guy. I don't want to get no Rona. Is that Blake Snell? Eddie? I thought that was Blake oh, Snell. Was. No, I, I'm not splitting no revenue. I is. want all mine. It, it's. It just. I remember him having just like a. You know, so like he a, was the Rona guy. He was the Rona guy. Yeah. Like, I, no I, wonder I, why I'm trying like to remember puss. the context of it's what. It's getting taxed. So all that money's gone. That's Boomer doing. Uh, <laughs> Boomer at that time did a oral interpretation of Blake Snell. Yeah. Uh, and his problems with the quote-unquote Rona. Bro, y'all going to be like, bro, Blake, play for the love of the game, man. What's wrong with you, bro? Money should not be a thing. <laughs> yeah, see that? It wasn't about the He didn't dispute the coronavirus. He was saying that he was risking his life, and that's why. Remember the money dispute, obviously. Was yes, the, uh, yeah. Bro, oh, right, right. I'm risking my life. Bro, I love this boomer doing oral interpretations of things. I like this as a new bit. Here's Boomer being Blake Snell. No wonder why he's got that. Maybe MLB made him. Uh, maybe they grabbed that photo where he's got a big sourpuss and made that his profile picture for all their uh, probable pitcher starting uh, pitcher graphics. And now he looks like a punk. Anyway, yeah, I, he'll I, face Tyler McGill. Yeah, he de- he he definitely has that punk kind of he does right feel to him. Yeah. Oh, we better smack him around the ballpark today. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Peter, I would say yes, yes, Thank absolutely. You. I didn't know you were yeah, asking like, me a question. No, no, it wasn't really a question. <laughs> just like the guy's a punk. Uh, by the Smack way, him around. Uh, Darren Ruff. He uh, had a I saw that rough time. Here with the Mets, he had talked to the Athletic, which uh, you know I don't read the Athletic because you have to pay for it. Yeah. I just like when another um, outlet 
just tells me what the article said, which is what happened here. Right. Uh, he talked to The Athletic about his time with the Mets, and this was his quote. Let me see what you think of what he says here. This is Darren Ruff on his time here in New York. Quote, I think the media there really runs on what fans' perceptions are. So you're kind of getting crushed by two entities. Even if you're not on social media a heck of a lot, you still have an idea and you see things. Is he talking about your social media posts, Peter? (laughs) I don't know if he's talking about mine. You know, I can't stand it when guys come to New York Mm -hmm. and they fall on their faces like he did like he did and then they leave and then they rip new york after yeah. they've left and i listen i i i get it there's more media here than other places i've been part of those media scrums for the mets and the yankees and all the teams i i've i've done that i get it there's more like you're standing there you know if you if you're a player on the kansas city royals and you've basically got two newspaper writers and maybe two electronic people in front of you, if that many, but you come to New York and you've got, you know, a gazillion people in front of your locker after a game. I get it. There's more people. But I don't think a media member listens to what the fans have to say for them to be able to do their job. I don't think that's the case. If if you're if you're a reporter and you have to listen to what the fans are saying on Twitter for you to do your job and you should be doing something else for a living – so I, I don't get the whole, like, well, you come to New York and, you know, it's it's so much different. It's only different in terms of the number of people that are covering you. It's not Correct. different. If you're if you're trained to be a reporter and you go to journal, school for journalism and you're covering a team, like, what the fans have to think should not play a role in what your line of questioning is but, after a game. But pretty much if you stink when you're here, the fans and the reporters are going to think the same thing. Right. You stink. Well, I think. Thank you. You, know, you don't want sometimes sometimes media members will will I don't think they give the fans what they want to hear, but I think when it's blatantly obvious, like you just said, yeah, like there's no way of getting if you if you were in a one for twenty one slump, you got to put that in the newspaper. You got to say that on on the updates. You got to you got to talk about it on the shows. There's no getting away from it. You can't escape. You can't just give if a guy is one tw- one for twenty one, you can't tell the fans, oh. He got some really good cuts in last night. Like, that doesn't work. Like People in New York are not stupid. Yeah, we're not they're not stupid. Gonna, they're not going to fall for that nonsense that you might have in other, other markets. So I, I can't I, – it so ticks me off when these guys come here, can't handle it, and then they go off to somewhere else, and then they bash New York on the way out the door. Good point, Peter. Standing up for New York, I like it. By the way, did you see Shohei Otani – uh, had another tremendous start last night. I he was is watching. Else. I was watching some of his pitches are unbelievable. He's got. He's had three starts to start the season. And by the way, he played in that World Baseball Classic where everyone's like, "Oh, it's going to ruin the players." It's, yeah, <laughs> he's given up one run in three games. He almost had his head taken off though yesterday uh, in the dugout from a foul ball. We got to watch out. Here's what I would do because <laughs> I know the Mets want to get this Otani fella. You get Otani here. You got to. In between innings, that guy's got to go down and hide in the uh, in the locker room. I don't need him getting line drives in the uh, dugout, getting his head, or just have somebody. Head. Or you hire somebody to stand in front of him. That I would do as well. You get somebody with all you know, big shield and everything like that. A couple of just... big guys stand around Otani so he doesn't get injured. 
But he's uh, he's he is a dominating right now. I didn't have a problem with the World Baseball Classic, by the way. You did not. I did not. No. Well, I'd like to introduce you to Sal Licata. He was not a fan. <laughs> and uh, one other interesting baseball note, Peter. Uh, someone on the Marlins hit for the cycle last night. Luis Arias. Yes. That's pretty cool. That to me is a, a tremendous feat. I'm more. I'm going to say hitting for the cycle better than throwing a no hitter. A perfect game is the tops. Mm-hmm. But if you're throwing a no hitter, you're walking dudes. Right, right. Hitting for the cycle, very impressive. It's very hard because you have to have you have to have a combination of power. Yes, you have to be able to you know hit. I think you have to be able to hit to different parts of the field. Got to better and, hit one of those balls in the corner. And unless you are, unless you get a a bad bounce off the wall, you have to have some speed to get the triple. Because to me, the triple could be the hardest one of the four to get. That's why you got to get the triple first. Then you go okay. Because he ended up he needed the single at, uh, in his last at bat, which is perfect. But the, but you agree the triple is the hardest oh, yeah. one to get. Triple is the hardest one to get by far. You got to hit that ball in the corner. It's got to get a weird bounce like a pinball machine, and you got to have speed to get the third base. I remember third base. I remember watching a Met game in the eighties. Gary Carter had he had a triple, mm-hmm. he had a single, and he had a home run at Wrigley Field. And he came up in the last at bat. He needed a double to get the cycle. Yeah, and he hit one off the wall, but he was he hit it so hard that he got thrown out at second base oh. trying to stretch the single into the double. Gary Carter was my favorite. My favorite Met, and I never met him. I met love him meeting times. the 86 Mets. I talked to him on the phone one time. He did not have a great experience with Boomer and uh, Carton. No. Because I think Craig was, you know, sometimes this is why we like to do our interviews in person. Sometimes on the phone, you can't see Craig smiling and having a good time. Right. And it comes off weird. And Gary was a uh, bit of a stiff, mm. right? Loved him, <laughs> but he was a bit of a stiff. That was an awkward interview. We never had him in person, unfortunately. Have you ever met Wally Backman? Um, no, I don't think I did meet Wally. Come out Backman. to a Long Island Ducks game. He's the well, manager of the that Ducks. Seems a far, far ways away. <laughs> Let's take a quick break here, Peter. Uh, I've got uh, next. I got. Uh, we're going to go around. Uh, I got some media notes, some interesting things. Uh, then I got a couple more baseball notes, and then uh, Geo and Jerry will be here right at six o'clock. So stay tuned.